TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Liz. Look at this. Go on, same. Most people do. on the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast. The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always... Andy! Who is the companion? Yes, uh, if you notice, last week there was no episode... <laughs> That's well, there right. was an episode of Doctor Who, but there was no episode of Smaller on the Outside. But Which if you can also can recall, it was Halloween. Yes, it was Halloween, and also this is a this was a two-parter story as we've been having, so it's okay. I think that we put two uh, episodes into one. Yep. Uh, next week could be a little different because it's. I, I believe next week's the one with the uh, individual episodes. One. The yes. One yes. But this was a two-parter, so we're gonna kind of make it a two-parter podcast episode. But yeah, I could tell you all sorts of stories about Halloween and fruit flies and shooting guns and all sorts of adventures I've been having this week. But we're just gonna skip on through and we, we got a lot to talk about <laughs> these episodes refer to a Doctor Who villain known as the Zygon and this was the last time we spoke I said it could possibly be spoilery because it was talking about a Doctor Who villain Zygon and then and it was spoilery for me once I actually I did see the title of the episode before it started uh, and as soon as I saw the word Zygon, I immediately went back to my theory that Osgood, there was going to be one of her left. Because uh, back in Day of the Doctor, there was two of her, and they never said that the uh, the Zygon went back to being Zygons or anything. So I assumed that there was still two of her, and that when we saw her die, the season finale last year, uh, when we saw her die last year, that there was still going to be one left, and... I was correct in that theory. Yeah, it. Uh, we're going back. We're going back to uh, the day of the Doctor. Yeah, it started in Day of the Doctor, and it 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 continued last season's finale, and now it's continuing. Yeah, once I was again. a little confused with the episodes uh, a little bit because uh, I remember specifically with Day of the Doctor that all the Zygons and all the humans that were Zygons they couldn't tell each other apart. So right. Uh, which and that's all, why there was the a truth. thing about Osgood. Um, yeah, the, the thing about that, that that's what was weird, was in um, Day of the Doctor, if you pay attention, um, one of them, one of the Osgoods had a inhaler. And, yes. um, and so the one with the inhaler knew which one was real because of that. Right, and, and so Osgoods were the only yeah. ones at the end of that episode that should have known which one was the human and which one was the Zygon. Um, but in this, they both had those inhalers. Now, what happened to the Zygon, Kate Stewart? I have no idea. Huh. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I don't know if there's other Zygon people that we knew, but the Osgoods knew which one was which. Uh, but I guess over time they kind of 
blended into one, and they were both kind of the same person. But uh, I think the whole idea is it doesn't matter who's who, because, you know, they're the same person. Right. This is a whole thing's like a whole thing about war, and war's stupid, we're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The last time we saw Zygons was in the Day of the Doctor, and the first episode in the two-parter was called the Zygon Invasion. Um, and it starts off with a once upon a time thing. There were three doctors, so we see uh, Matt Smith, uh, David Tennant, and the the war doctor. Um, and it was all about the peace treaty in the day of the doctor with the Zygons. Oh, that's right. I'm pretty sure. Like I feel like we almost kind of redid the day of the doctor here because it was all kind of a peace treaty again. Anyways, here's the thing in day of the doctor. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot of Zygons, or there. I mean, there was probably like a few dozen. It seemed. There's a like, lot of ones uh, that were hiding, were in hiding, or whatever. Because you know they came out of the, the, they were like hiding where the statues used to be. Yep. So I I couldn't imagine there was a whole lot of them, but right. apparently there were. Because <laughs> now they're saying there's like what millions of them or billions. Or, I don't know. Or is it just thousands or I don't know what it was, but I don't I, I don't know how many there are. There's supposed to be a lot of them. I, but yeah, there was a lot. But this what uh, starts off with uh, two Osgoods on a video monitor describing uh, quote unquote Project Double, which is uh, Unit's attempt to resettle the Zygons masquerading as humans. Um, they say that Zygons are shape-shifting is not a weapon but a survival mechanism and if one Zygon or human goes rogue the treaty breaks so the doctors left the Osgoods with the Osgood box as a means of a last resort. This is when we kind of see one of the Osgoods like pretty much dies immediately <laughs> a Zygon attacks her well, no, um, no, she didn't die. Uh, she was taken hostage or something because the the Osgood that died was the one on the plane from the Master or or uh, Missy. Was it? Yeah, Missy like know. blew her up on in the uh, in I think it was uh, uh, death, was death in heaven last year. The one that was under hiding under the desk. No, I think she got captured by the Zygons. She got captured by the Zygons. The way that Zygons capture them with the electric fingers or whatever. So the doctor's playing some more. That's a little guitar. bit like uh, that's a little bit like the silence, isn't it? The well, they all have something similar. <laughs> electric I think. finger thing. So the doctor calls Clara, and he gets her voicemail. Um, he <laughs> calls himself Doctor something or other. Doctor Disco. Doctor Dis. Is he gonna just call himself that? This this whole. <laughs> I guess that was just this episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just this. Well, it was the it first. Was wild, it was the first part, yeah. And he did yeah. he did do it again, I think, in the second part once too. Doctor Disco, and his first name is what? <laughs> oh, uh, Basil. Basil Disco. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you know the doctor's name. Ba that was for, that was from part Basil two. Dis Basil Disco. Didn't he so call himself something else as well? What? Uh, didn't he call himself something else as well in the first part? Other than Doctor so. Disco, I'm pretty sure it was just Disco. Uh, okay, I thought there was. I thought there was because he le left a couple different uh, voices. Uh, so the Doctor talks to two, two uh, young girls that were apparently also Zygons, uh, disguised as kids. 
Um, he knows that there are rogue, extreme factions of these Zygons, but the children say the extremists are the problem. And when, when uh, he was talking to the kids, I thought they were just going to end up being regular kids. Like, the, he thought they were aliens, but they were just regular kids. Uh, the doctor always, <laughs> always knows. So he gets a call from Kate, and when he's distracted on the phone, a smoke bomb goes off, and the Zygons kidnap the girls, taking them away in a van. And throughout this time, there's a bunch of symbols going on that are being left behind. So it's it really are, it really is extremist, because... Even though they're aliens, they're doing the same things. Uh, just leaving behind signs. Because there's now, there's, you know, there's two Zygons. There's apparently the good Zygons and the bad Zygons. I don't know. Um, the Rebels. The Rebels and the uh, the Empire and the Rebels. So he, Doctor tries to call Claire again, gets her voicemail again. Uh, tells her to call him back as soon as possible. And then Clara looks at her at her phone and sees that there's been a, like a hundred some missed calls <laughs> from the doctor. Uh, but before she can call him back, she runs into a kid in the stairwell where she's at. So she tries to go find the, that kid's parents. Something about Zygons with them as well. So there's Zygons everywhere. Yeah, um, they were the parents were creepy, and we later find out that they were Zygons. Yep, right. Zygons. Yeah, because they're taking all the. People. And then I think what they're doing is they're getting the people in, and then they're doubling and cre- creating more Zygons. They're, they're expanding, they're multiplying. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're, they're doing. And I guess they're just hiding away the original copies. <laughs> yeah, because uh, in Day of the Doctor they explained that Zygon can copy a person, but they need to keep the original person... Um, as a link, and that's what they said in Day of the Doctor. The same. Yeah, in this, the same. they said basically, yeah, they need that link, but only until they can download all the memories, and then they, then they have all the information they can get rid of them. Uh, so they need to keep them for a little while, while until they can download like all the memories and personality and stuff properly. Yeah. Uh, unit brings the Doctor and Clara to a preschool. That was also the secret headquarters of the Zygon High Command. Was this in the first or second episode where the school kind of looked like that same school with the uh, flat people? Because I was. Uh, well, that that would have been the first episode, but uh, I, I I didn't recognize that. Well, I was thinking one where they were um, sweeping away the uh, sludge, the electric sludge stuff on yeah. the ground. I was thinking that was like the same type of school, but. I don't know. I guess I could be wrong. Basically, Kate's saying the Zygons have been difficult to deal with since the Osgood went missing, and then there's been radicalization of the younger brood. They explained to Claire that there were two Osgoods that they were that were both human and Zygon. One died, and the other went mad with grief. Well, really, one of them was human, and one of them was Zygon, but they wouldn't tell anybody which is which. And they both kind of felt like they were each other. Yeah. Uh, and then they get a they get a video message from the Zygon High Command. The children, Jemima and Claudette. <laughs> the, the, those those were the kids in the beginning, and then they morph into Zygon form, and then are killed. So this is like because you can't just kill them as kids, because that would be messed up. Well, no, right? Yeah, yeah that'd be bad. <laughs> it's a family show. Uh... <laughs> Uh, this is like a this true 
pretty much completely uh, terrorist stuff going on right now. Uh, and another Zygon claimed to be the new Zygon High Command and says the, the most important part here, truth or consequences. Yeah. You know, this episode should be called Truth and the next one called Consequences. Yep. Uh, just uh, putting that out there. <laughs> Anyways, Kate's refusing to negotiate with these rebels, says she's going to order Colonel Walsh to bomb the High Command instead, but the doctor warns that the bombing the extremist minority will only radicalize the Zygons as a whole. Uh, Clara says, Truth or Consequences is also a town in New Mexico. So the doctor says, hey, why not? Let's go there. Or, <laughs> and no, and for some he, reason, uh, the doctor wants to travel by plane instead of TARDIS. Well, you know, the TARDIS gets old now then. He, <laughs> what's the, he, he said because he's the president of the world or whatever, so... But uh, technically, that's only, you know, in extreme circumstances. I don't think he's always the president of the world. Well, he probably is always the president of the world. He probably just doesn't want that power all of the time. Um, I think I think it was in um, in Dark Water and Death in Heaven they gave him the power of president of the world because because there was like Cybermen everywhere. So who knows if the if if the leaders of if the world leaders are going to become Cybermen or whatever. So we need somebody to step up and. But I I mean I, I, yeah I, I do think they did say that he's not always president. But whatever. So, Kate and Clara are chatting. They're just talking away. Uh, Kate tells uh, Clara about a gas that the doctor um, had. Or no. She's a ga uh, the doctor has the gas currently, but Unit made it. That, like, kills Zygons. Um, and, and this sounds like it's a reference to a, a classic episode, but uh, I, I can't remember... I don't. I don't even remember the Zygons all that much in, in the old episodes. So, but that sounds like it's probably a reference. To. Apparently, so we were talking about the weapon to kill the Zygons, right? Yep, the gas. Yeah, it's it's called Z sixty seven, and apparently it was invented by Harry Sullivan, which was one of the uh, uh, fourth Doctor's companions, and uh, that was from the the old episode called Terror of the Zygons. Yeah, it had it had Brigadier the uh, Brigadier in it, which is Kate Stewart's father. He was in that episode too. So Kate in the town of Truth or Consequences finds uh, another one of those symbols that the Zygons left behind. Colonel Wash explains that they don't know how to track the Zygons whatsoever, uh, but she believes that they should have the gas that kills them, the Z whatever it's called. Um, the officer tells Kate how the Zygon slowly came into the town. Um, tells Kate that Oxgood was here in a hotel, but they're all gone now. The sun is in my eyes right now. Um, <laughs> I can barely see anything. Um, so the unit moves in on the Zygon village, and Walsh believes they're holed up in the t uh, in the church in the town. But they call for the Zygons to come out and surrender. And a woman walks out alone. <laughs> the woman looks like a soldier's mother. And she tells them that the commanders are the imposters. More people walk out of the church. And the mother tries to get the soldiers to come inside. The soldiers 
follow them in. Walsh shoots her way into the headquarters, and there's a map of the Zygon invasion and electrified bodies. Walsh leaves, and the doctor finds Osgood in a cave. He frees her, and a Zygon appears behind them. The bombs start coming down, and Rumble falls on the Zygon. So now the doctor goes onto the the plane. I I believe at this point, the president of the world plane. Um. He comments on Osgood's question question mark collar because she has a question. She's got a. Apparently, this is a is this a classic Doctor Who thing? Yeah. Um. I know the seventh Doctor had it, and I think probably the sixth and the fifth as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So a few of them had him. Um, he kind of asked her if she's. Well, I mean, this is this is a common theme, you know. The last time we saw Osgood, she was wearing a bow tie, and the pr- time before that, it was the uh, it was the uh, scarf. She's always wearing one of the Doctor's styles, basically. True. <laughs> All right. So he asked her if she's Zygon or human, but she's refusing to answer because I don't think she ever will. <laughs> but this is like the first time he asks her. He asks her a billion times throughout both episodes. So, although if you um, pay attention, you should know what she was by the end of the story. The, this is the first time I think we see the uh, cavern full of Zygon pods. Clara and uh, Zygon or Jock, Jack, I don't know his name, uh, walk into. Um, Clara says they're growing duplicates and finds one of herself in one of these pods. That's when they find out that in the pods, those are the originals. Because if you're really thinking about it... Uh, that, that was obvious right away. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't actually super obvious to me because I wasn't really thinking about it. But yeah, those are the originals that everybody was taking and everything. Yeah. Uh, which immediately means Clara is a Zygon. And this Clara is not, who's talking isn't really Claire. In fact, it's Bonnie. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, we don't learn her name till the next part. Well, I, we don't really find out until the next one. Uh, Bonnie. Um, and then s- suddenly Claire, the the fake Claire, Bonnie, uh, suddenly turns evil, tells them to kill all the traitors, and it's finally revealed that Claire was actually captured after finding the boy in the stairwell with those weird people. Did right. You th- did you think about that? Uh, she was actually taken? No, I didn't. I didn't guess it, and I didn't guess it beforehand. No, I, I was actually thinking the the uh, the unit person that she was working with, that Clara was working with, uh, back in England. I th- I was thinking she was gonna be a Zygon for some reason. Hmm. But no. No. So basically, the Zygons want the world. That's that's pretty much how they put it. Clara calls the doctor up in the plane who's just flying with uh, Osgood. That's when he kind of figures out everything. That's the Zygon. Um, and she's got this big bazooka-like thing, but it's like a heat-tracking missile launcher. Um, or maybe it's it's a movement tracking or something. It's, yeah. Uh, whatever. It's It locks on. It locks on to some kind of thing with the plane, and then she uh, she fires, and that's the end of the first episode. So, uh, which is good, because this is a two-parter that actually fits together, unlike the last two-parter. 
Yeah, this one um, actually just feels like a like a straight like a two hour episode, really. Yeah, it's like but this whole week while we were waiting for the second episode, it was like uh, pretty much just an intermission. <laughs> you could see it as an intermission, anyways. Yeah. Um. So the second episode was called Zygon Inversion. Inversion. The first one was Invasion. invasion. And this one's and this inversion, inversion, that's right. So, this one kind of wakes up with Clara waking up. Uh, we know that she's in her pod because that's like the first glimpse of the episode. She's still in her pod. So this is not a flashback, this is not a flash forward, a flash sideways. This is a... This is current. So she wakes up in what looks to be just her regular bedroom. Only there's a few things going weird about it. There's a... Uh, her clock is inverted. Um, her toothpaste is black. Her toothpaste bottle just says this is toothpaste. <laughs> um, the, she can't ex escape through the front door, through the back door. Everything's like boarded. You know what this reminded me of a little bit? What's that? The uh, Dalek Asylum. How she was inside the Dalek or whatever. And it was yeah, like no, that, that, that fake world. Too. Yeah. I was thinking of the Dalek Asylum, but I was also thinking of a genie in a bottle, because... Right. Uh, can't get out. Same idea. Because she's, she's in a pod. Somebody has to rub the pod three times, and then she come <laughs> out. But, uh, no, she's stuck in this, uh, horrible house, and the good thing about it is she's got a convenient TV that lets her, like, see everything that she needs to see. Um... It's basically so, the, the TV is, is, uh, a video video feed of the Zygon. It's the video feed of what the Zygon basically sees, for the most so part. Sort of, yeah. Not always. <laughs> um, but the thing about that is, I guess this is how you can really see how connected the humans and the Zygons are, because I was a little confused, because there's literally two of them, so there really shouldn't be... Uh, a reason why she could control it so much unless she personally was super special which Claire is the impossible girl so why not <laughs> um, no yeah like I said there's got to be a connection because they're basically downloading that personality and those memories into the Zygon uh, that's why they need to keep them alive yeah so, so there is always a constant connection constant connection so um, she's able to see the fake Clara Bonnie as she's shooting the plane. So she kind of, I don't know, she tries she to... She bumps the TV. She tries to move the Clara, the fake Clara's arms. Um, by bumping by the TV. imitating the same uh, stance and then moving her arms. It's kind of like playing uh, Xbox Connect. Uh, well, no, she, she, she actually bumps the TV at first. Does she bump the TV? That's yeah, she pushes the TV, and that, like, rock, that, like, knocks, I don't know if it knocks, um, Z uh, Bonnie's eyes, like, out of whack, or, or, or just did an overall body movement or something, oh, but yeah. it, it shot it off course, basically. Off course. Did not get the plane, but, uh, unfortunately, fake Claire slash Bonnie has another bullet. She loads rocket. in a rocket, and she loads it in again, but this is not something that Clara can stop. The missile goes off, 
and uh, the planes actually hit. Uh, but thankfully, you know, Clara's got a DVR on her Zygon TV, and she can like <laughs> pause, rewind, and stuff, and zoom in and things like that. Takes a look, and she sees a couple of, uh, you know, parachutes come off of that plane. Um, that's right. The doctor was unable to save anybody else but Osgood and himself. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I guess... So, she didn't directly save the doctor, but... Knocking that first one off course gave them enough time to react. Gave them time to react, yep. So, yeah, this is the second episode where they are actually sweeping off the electrified remains of people. Uh, this this uh, this episode or these episodes, I guess, were written by both. Uh, yeah, the first one was written by Peter uh, Peter Harness, and the second one was written by Peter Harness and Stephen Moffat. And I'll, I'll get to why I think that is okay. uh, later on. I did think the second one was a little bit better myself. Yeah, and it had a different tone to it because the first one was a little silly. The second one was really like serious. Because especially towards the end. Yeah. Because now the Bonnie is kind of like acting as an individual agent going around turning people into Zygons. Or not. No, turning the no people she's who turning are the yeah. Zygons back into their regular form. And she's letting everybody see it. She's videotaping these things. Um, she's got a master plan. I don't really understand her on master plan. And okay, plan. so this, this, guy's, this guy's turning back into the Zygon shape in front of these guys. And they they don't seem to be reacting at all. Did you notice that? No, I did. I, I sort of. I, I don't know if they're like. I thought that was weird. <laughs> they're in, they're in shock. But yeah, she's turning everybody into uh, Zygon creatures. I'm not entirely sure why she's doing it though. Well, that's the idea. They don't. Uh, she doesn't like that they have to live in secret. Oh right, right. So she's kind of like a Magneto. Sort of, yeah. Uh, where it's not about living together, they're uh, higher creatures of involved or whatever, so uh, they need to, you know, step it up and come out and everything. Yeah. Come out of the closet, you know. Um, yep. So she's going around doing that. The Doctor and Osgood, they land on a beach somewhere from their parachutes. Nobody else is alive. The Doctor doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> that that's just my interpretation of it. Because <laughs> they don't even touch it. The fact I, nah. I'm pretty sure there were more people on that plane. You know, probably maybe the a doctor. Pilot. Maybe the doctor used his sonic specs to uh, to control the plane. Oh yeah, sonic specs. Those things that uh that work Keep with everything. Back. He does give the sonic specs to Osgood. I'm not entirely sure why, but. Just temporarily. I'm thinking he, um, he gave it to because her. Because her, glass, her glasses broke. Is that why? Yeah. Well, I was thinking and, it was because he wants to use it to read her to find out if she's an alien or a human. Could have been. <laughs> I mean, that certainly could do that if she could do everything else. So he gave her the specs. Um, and I'm getting really annoyed by the specs. Yeah. Because they won't stop. Osgood, I think, calls Clara, and then Clara talks to the doctor, says you're dead, but he's not. Or he says he is, and he's going to be deader soon, or something like that. Because um, because he let the other Zygons know he was alive, basically. Basically, yeah. 
Um, but he also knows that Clara sent, uh, was able to send him signals through the texting, or, or is that later? No, that, that already happened. That already happened. Uh, Clara yeah. was using her thumb in her dream state to force the Zygon to text the doctor, so the doctor knows that Claire is sending him signals. And she texted, I am awake or something, I right? am awake, yep. Um... Yeah. So the doctor is trying to talk to Clara behind Bonnie's eyes to give him ideas. Apparently, covering her eyes is a signal of something or other. Oh no no she was she was winking, wasn't she? Well no she covered she covered an eye with her hand and then covered both eyes with both hands. Because she was wink because Clara was making her wink. And that was sending signals, and so she she covered him up to stop that. I think. Okay, is that what she's doing? Okay, she's stopping her from yeah. winking. So yeah. the doctor's telling Clara behind the curtain not to tell Bonnie the secrets of the Zygon box or the the Osgood box, which I don't even Osgood know why box. he even mentioned it. Well, that was part of his plan. I guess that was part of his plan because he knew the odds good boxes were a sham. Anyways, um... Spoilers! Oh. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> those of you who haven't seen the episode. <laughs> He's going off driving with Osgood in a car. I haven't seen the Doctor drive many cars. Um, you should watch the third Doctor. The third Doctor? He didn't have... For, for the first couple seasons, he didn't have his TARDIS, really. And so he, he had a car. Okay. So this whole episode is actually about the Osgood box. It's all about finding it. And Bonnie uh, figures out that she can basically act as a lie detector for yeah. Clara. So she goes up to Clara's pod and talks to her through that little screen there so Clara can see her through the TV. And uh, she just basically wants to ask questions about the Osgood box, what it is, where it is, how to open it, blah, 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 blah. And to do that, she reads her own pulse, which is identical to Clara's pulse. So the Clara can tell she's lying, and Bonnie can tell Clara's lying, and all this fun stuff. The way it's kind of shown is Clara has absolutely no choice. She can't lie, she has to tell the truth. Um, it's it's more of a... more than a, a lie detector, it's more like a, a truth serum, I think it acted as. Well, sort of in the sense that if she, I mean she I think she could still tell a lie but that would just mean that she was going to die <laughs> she, meant she was going to die so she basically tells uh, Bonnie there that sh she and the doctor are pretty much the only p people that can open the, the the Osgood box and I was hoping at this point I was hoping that she was actually lying that you know that she was so, because she mentioned she was she was a good liar, right? Right. I was hoping that she was gonna be so good that she could, you know, uh, fake a lie detector. Yeah, I was hoping basically. she was like a divergent or something, <laughs> and she could uh, get away with it. But obviously, that did not happen. Apparently, she was just telling the truth the whole time. Yeah. Um. So she's saying that Clara has the ability to open these boxes. The passcode's basically just the fact that she exists. I don't know. Like, it's just automatic, she said. So It's a body print. It's a body print. It's automatic. She doesn't really need too much. But before uh, Bonnie can kill Claire, she says, you're going to need me later, though, because trust me on this one, once you find that box, 
you'll you'll know exactly what I mean when I say you're gonna need me. So she's kept alive in her pod, and uh, she heads out. The doctor runs into Kate, actually Kate and a couple of the uh, cop like dudes who we know are like Zygons. And at this point, we're supposed to think Kate is a Zygon, but I was yeah, very confident she wasn't. I I didn't believe it myself, but yeah, who knows with Doctor Who sometimes. But like I said, there's supposed to be two Kate Stewarts out there. There so. are supposed to be, but that's <laughs> not the case. Bonnie runs uh, into the place where the two Osgood boxes are. Oh, I'm sorry. The Osgood box. Oh, there's two of them. Um, there's a red one and a blue one. So she has to talk to the doctor to find out which one is the one that she wants. And the one that she wants is the one that turns all of the hiding Zygons into regular Zygons, but there are different options. Yeah, the other one is is supposed to kill them all. Like, it just destroys them all. Um, one... Didn't he say that there's one that one of the options lets them, like, stay hidden forever and there's nothing you can do, or... No, it's just either either they reveal them all or they kill them all. That was the options. And the room that they walk into, I immediately recognize it was the same freaking room. As uh, the day of the doctor or whatever, right? Um, Which they, they they said it that was the uh, the was the black archive or something like that. Uh, black archive, I don't know. Some something archive. Um, so the doctor tells her to open the blue one. That's the one she wants. You'll see what I mean when you open it. She opens it and she sees uh, two buttons: truth and consequence. So she gets angry, opens the red one, same thing over there, truth and consequence. 50-50% chance of getting it right or wrong, For I think, for both Oh, by people. the way, did you, ca- did you catch a little Easter egg in the background in that, in that area? No. Uh, in a display case behind them was, um, was the helmet to one of those things from uh, the Girl Who Died episode. Really? Yeah, it was the helmet of one of those guys. Interesting. So yep. the way I see it is both boxes do the same thing, if anything, at this point. You got two boxes, uh, two buttons. One's going to kill the Zygons. One's going to s- turn them all into Zygons. And I think, wasn't that the idea of both boxes had the same 50-50% chance? See, that was confusing to me. It, it, it seemed, when I was watching it, it sounded like one box was for one thing and one box was for the other. So what were the two buttons for? That wasn't clarified. I thought the two buttons were the things that were um, originally supposed to be the it two boxes. Be, it, it could be. Like the one button was supposed to kill the Zygons, one was supposed to save them or whatever. Could be. Um, so it became a war between uh, Bonnie and now Kate. So they're bo- both at the other boxes. It's like we're playing a game of Family Feud and they're about ready to press the buzzer. But the doctor's telling them both not to press anything at all. And this, uh, a lot of people online have been saying this is uh, Peter Capaldi's finest hour as a doctor. Mostly yeah, that's, that's what I said. I, yeah, that's what I was about to say too. I think this is the best acting and the best written scene of Peter Capaldi uh, in the show, and I think this scene particularly was why Stephen Moffat is credited on this episode because of the writing. I think he yeah. wrote that. Yeah, I think I think he wrote that scene. Um, there's a couple of things that he says uh, in this episode, or in this 
at this point in the episode. He says uh, to both of them, to both Kate and uh, Shubani, that you have no idea who's going to die. You don't know whose children are going to scream and burn, how many hearts will be broken, how many lives shattered, how much blood will spill until everyone does what they were always going to do from the very beginning, sit down and talk. You call this war, the funny, this funny little thing, this is not a war. I fought in a bigger war than you will ever know. I did worse things you could ever imagine, and when I close my eyes, I hear more screams than anyone could ever be able to count. And you know what you do with all that pain? Shall I tell you where to put it? You hold it tight until it burns your hand, and you say this. No one else will ever have to live like this. No one else will ever have to feel this pain, not on my watch. That's like one of the Peter Capaldi did it better. Peter Capaldi does <laughs> do it better. I I'm, I'm just reading a, a script. Um, that is that is true. Um, and I'm trying to think how many like speeches Peter Capaldi has done because I'm I'm, I'm going back and I'm thinking oh, Matt Smith did a billion of them. David Tennant did quite a few. Peter Capaldi doesn't really ring in my head as somebody who does it a lot. Right, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, I don't know if he's had many. I mean, he's, I think he's had a couple speeches, but this was definitely the speech. The speech of yeah. his doctor here. Um, yeah. And that kind of makes, uh, not Claire, Kate think for a second, and she actually closes the lid on her box. The Zygon begins to think as well and decides not to go through with clicking anything either and decides to continue the ceasefire that they started in the day of the doctor and this is when the doctor erases everyone's memory again because he just has this thing about erasing people's memories well basically he says that that he knew that they were gonna uh, continue the ceasefire because they've done it a bunch of other times. This is like Groundhog Day. Yeah, and he's just well, they've they've already done it several times, and he just keeps re- erasing their memories about it. Why? Well, why why would he erase their memories? Uh, isn't the whole point of history to not repeat your the same mistakes again? Yes. <laughs> he shouldn't erase their memories. Seems like a bad idea to erase their memories. He shouldn't erase their memories at all because then, again, yeah, they will make the same mistake. Instead, this yeah. is what they, where they learn from it and they don't do it again. Right. He doesn't erase the Zygon's memories because he wants the ceasefire to continue, but I I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, that was, a, that was a little confusing to me. Other than the the fun you know bit that he says that they, this has happened several times before. I guess the Osgood box was just May, yeah the erasing the memories that uh, so that the Osgood box could remain a mystery or whatever. It kind of it's got a little disappointing in the fact that it feels useless. It's a MacGuffin because the the Squid Box is MacGuffin, and then he said this happens all the time. So this isn't the first time the doctors came into contact with it, and now I feel a little cheated. And I'm like, well, well, all right then. Uh, I guess that's that, and we're gonna keep going. So he erases their memory. And then what happens is the Zygon that was Clara, or the Clara Zygon, who was Bonnie, or whatever you want to call her, stops being Clara because 
they have no use for that body anymore and instead they turn into Osgood. So now there again is two Osgoods. I knew there had to be. So, so now do you re realize which um, which Osgood it was? Well, the one that changed uh, went into the scarf. No, I'm saying which um, which Osgood that was traveling with the Doctor uh, through the rest for the most of the story was was that one a human or a Zygon? I would think it's you a human know? because the other one's yeah. definitely a Zygon. But it has to be a human. Unless they're both Zygons. I don't know. I don't think a Zygon can copy what another Zygon is copying. The The image that the Zygon is projecting comes from uh, an original human. It has to come from original human data. So if they don't have the, the link to the original human anymore, they can't copy that person. So... Well, he did ask them which one's the human or whatever. Right. Um, the one that was traveling with him the entire uh, story was had to have been a human because the the uh, Bonnie then uh, used that human data to copy and create a new one. Yep. So, so the one that died in um, Death in Heaven has to be a Zygon. Zygon, okay. So they killed the Zygon... But it doesn't matter anymore because there's another one. <laughs> right now we have a second. Yeah, I knew they couldn't do it because now, as far as uh, Osgood goes, her character is two people. You can't have just one anymore. Right. Um. So that was the end of Zygon Inversion, and we talked about both here. And you know, uh, uh, the total so far. On my recording is fifty. You know, there was something I thought that was really interesting. I think they, somebody asked uh, Osgood, "Which one are you?" And she says, "I'm me." I'm me. Did that ring any bells to you? Yes, it did. As uh, <laughs> Maisie Williams. I was wondering, is this somehow related to Maisie Williams' character, or maybe? Something I don't know. I, I was thinking that was gonna somehow connect to to her character, but no. Maisie Williams turned into that. a Zygon, and then the Zygon turned into uh, Osgood. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know what it was. Because I mean, if she's if she lives for long enough, she might be able to uh, change her own appearance. Pra practice becoming a Zygon, and then right? she's actually Osgood. Sure. I don't think so. I think it's a coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, I just I thought that was interesting word uh, word usage there. Of course, there's no such thing as coincidence. Well, I don't know. I think uh, Stephen Moffat would like to have you believe that, but I don't know if that's entirely true. No, I don't know how much influence Stephen Moffat has this season. I think he has a little bit. He's had like a little bit of influence on every story. I think, um, aside from you know, he had a. Uh, I think it was a major influence on the original story. Let's see. Um, the woman who lived... He has had input on every story. So in the in the girl who died, he probably did the thing where they were connecting the faces of Peter Capaldi. Yeah. And in in this story, he did the thing with... Uh, um, with the end speech, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was the end of the, like, fourth two-parter or whatever, so the next two episodes are not two-parters.
they are one-parter and a one-parter, but then episode 11 and 12 are actually two-parters, so that the next, the episode uh, 9 and 10 are standalone stories, it's the only standalone stories of the entire season. Um... Unless you count the Christmas uh, special later on. Which, it's not technically technically part of the season. I still count it. Uh, most people count it as the beginning of the next season, I think. Um, that's that's how the Blu-rays usually work. Yeah. Which is strange. I don't know. I, I, I still count it as part of the year, so it's like... It's not, it's not always true, though. Uh, Time of the Doctor was not part of any season. Because that Day of the Doctor and Time of the Doctor were separate specials on Blu-ray. And then after that... It re- it resumed the normal yeah. season and Christmas special order. Yeah, okay. But I still see it as part of the year, so that's how I say it's still this season. Or I, it's, it's also the same year that we talk about on the podcast, so, like... It's our season, It's, it's for our sure. season, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways... Although, sort of not, not really, right? Eh. I don't know. Because there'll be a little bit of a, a, a interlude. <laughs> gotcha. Interlude. There's going to be an interlude. That's this uh, episode. Do you have anything more to add about this episode? Or these episodes? I just think it was the best, uh, probably the best, probably the best episode of the season so far. Yeah. Um, and the best Peter Capaldi episode so far, really. I mean, Peter, better, I don't know best Peter Capaldi episode, but best Peter Capaldi moment. Yeah. He has to get, like, yeah. emotional for it to be good. Yeah. So he did that, and he did pretty good in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, do you know the next episode's title? I do not. Is it spoilery? I don't think so. It is entitled Sleep No More. <laughs> so it kind of sounds like a regular Doctor Who episode, honestly. Because we've had plenty of these episodes where it's like blah 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 blah, kind of sounds like. Since a, it's not a two-parter, it probably is. But yeah, we'll see. It's like one of those, you know, old '50s-style horror films, "Sleep No More" or something. You know, they have a lot of those titles where it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> um, I think this will be another one of those. Which I mean, I'm okay with a with a sing, with a standalone episode after we've had four. Yeah. Now. Two-parter. And, I mean, <laughs> I, unless it's talking about uh, Freddy from the Nightmare on Elm Street, as far as Sleep No More goes, I, I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what that's all about next week, I guess. And that's it for the podcast. You can catch us on Podomatic, Stitcher, iTunes, WordPress, Twitter. Just look us up. Smaller on the outside. And uh, Google Play soon, or no? Well, it said it was accepted on Google Play Podcast, but we don't know when those are actually going to start opening or anything like that. Okay. It might not be before the end of the season. Right, so we don't know when they're actually going to do that. It could be, like, all the way next year or something, for all you know. Right. Um, So we're we're thinking about Google Play Podcasts as well, um, which is going to act exactly like uh, iTunes and Stitcher and all this. We just submitted our RSS thing, so and it said we're good to go. Um, yep. there, it's, it's just whenever it's actually available is another question entirely. So yeah, sh- shout up, shout out, give us a comment, follow us. Hope to hear from y'all soon. Uh, my name is Dave. I was Time Lord this evening. I'm Andy. Who is the companion? 
Uh, catch you guys next week with Sleep No More. Peace out. Peace out.